Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. This is Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had a very interesting chat with the Guardian's Sean Ingle. Yes, and he told us a bit about uh, the uh, girl of the moment, Emma Raducanu, and yeah. how tap dancing and motocross played a part. In her winning the US She's Open. She's an all-rounder, Paul. She is. She's like it, the Bruce Forsyth it was, of yeah. British tennis. Well, it's a comparison that hasn't been made, <laughs> but it should have been. Um, we spoke to Lloyd Griffith, didn't we? Comedian and Grimsby yeah. Town fan. Yeah, he's on tour. He is on tour. They, on tour they recently yeah. beat Torquay, so it was yeah. a bit of an eggy chat. <laughs> um, Tony Bellew joined us. Tony was on good form. Yeah. Uh, Anger management was his Yeah, thing, he's got so, a new yeah. podcast and he talked a bit of Everton boxing. He was uh, on, on good form. I mean, Graham Stack joined us as well. Yeah. I don't want to throw too much at it, but uh, it was fun. We had some good guests. Uh, the life of a number two goalkeeper. Yeah, Paul, he is, was fascinating. Really interesting. So that and a chat we had. I mean, it's a bumper one today, which I suppose proves something. Well, I don't know what it proves. I don't, but I don't it know what something. it was. So uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Paul. Nice to be here. Nice to be yes, back. Nice to see very you. Very nice weekend. My son's uh, team started playing again this weekend. Right. How old's your boys? Remind us. He's now under 15, so they're getting okay. big. They're yeah. all basically bigger than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we used to play a lads v dads once or twice mm. a year, and we've not played that for a while. When they get to that <laughs> age as well, because the boys get involved sometimes... It gets a bit larrier from on the touchline, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, I, I found. But what's annoying? They're big. They're bigger than us, but they can't drive themselves there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you end up taking them. Yeah, but um, no one wanted to run the line, so I ran the line. Oh, I've done that oh, on Sunday. Just... On Sunday, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I quite, I quite like being involved in the game in some way. I quite oh, don't mind it. It's the other parents, though, but it's it? it's the other parents. But it was Sunday morning, Paul. Mm. I'd had a few the night before. Let's just it's Saturday night, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. always the best time, right? To, uh, to to run the line mm. a Sunday morning. So I was running the line, fine first half, one offside decision, which, you know, everybody shouted at, but, you know, he's always made mistakes. Second half, uh, ball goes up towards our goal. My son plays in goal. Yeah. Towards our goal, bit of a clearance, bit of a bit of a mix-up. Mm-hmm. Ball goes <clears> towards <throat> the goal, and uh, one of our defenders either clears it off the line yeah. or it goes in. Right. I was not up with play, Paul. Did your watch not go off? <laughs> 
I was Wouldn't not. I told you, Paul. I was not up with play. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. I was probably just over the halfway line. Oh it'd wow! Been a, it'd been a long ball over the top. Yeah. You know, I'd, you'd I'd, had a few the I, night before. <laughs> I was chatting to their manager. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I went. I don't know. I don't know if it went or not. Mm. Ref gave it. I think. Right. Gave straight, the goal straight away, and I was yeah. like, right, fine, fine, fine. Open the other side starts giving it. Giving it all that, Paul. Right, yeah. Giving it because he, he thought I said no goal, no right. goal, right? He starts giving it all that. Move your little legs. He was giving it all that. Move your little <laughs> legs. <laughs> and he was having a, he was a big fat bloke having a bacon sandwich. Yeah. Whoa, move your legs. Got to move, mate. Got to yeah. move. And I was like, oh, come off it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having this. Anyway, I started having a little bit, pop back. A bit back. Just a little really? bit back. That's Paul. not in the FA handbook, said, is it? <laughs> you, you do it. Put you your do sandwich down, sandwich down. <laughs> and you move yeah, your little legs. You, you start giving all that and back. He said, you? I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed. Anyway, so I put, I put Why the... Why is he uh, not allowed? Because they've already got someone on oh, their team doing it already. Okay. So I put my flag down, I walked across the pitch ball. It has now become personal. Oh, wow. So <laughs> it had now become personal. What's your... Is, is your son saying, leave it, Dad, you're no, embarrassing No, 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 no. I was in the right here, Paul, I will yeah. say that. And then uh, I got over the other side and I went... He went, he went oh, well, what, don't do it if you can't do it. I said, I'm a... Dad, yeah, <laughs> I'm hungover, mm. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up with fifteen-year-old boys. Yeah, <laughs> please leave me alone. Yeah, you know. And, and did that, he? Did he? Take... Well, we shouldn't do it. You know that. But people like that. And then the ref came and got involved. And, right. Yeah. And their manager apologised. And you that, were right. Charlie. Another couple of parents apologised. It drives me mad, Paul. And I shouldn't. I shouldn't rise to it. But yeah. I cannot. Those people are the people who just. Ruin yeah. football. These I, kids, you want to, I want to go. They're kids. I know. They're kids. I know. Yeah, it's, it, dri- um, it drives me. I shouldn't run the line. You know, I shouldn't the, do I, it. But I did it. Uh, drives me mad. I did it a couple of times for my son's team, and I remember one where they said, "Would you mind just uh, as a favour running the line?" No, not at all. Yeah. And uh, one of their dads from the other team uh. ran with me. Every movement <laughs> I made, me and my shadow, no. he made it with me, looking over my shoulder. No, and I said. Paul. Wouldn't it make more... This is daft, two of us getting this tired. Wouldn't it make... You're going to be running with me. No, I'm just making sure everything's above board. I said, well, why don't you do it? And, oh, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't, all I'm doing is I'm just making sure no one yeah. makes any mistakes. But he completely ran in line with me for the whole oh, game. People are weird. Yeah. They're really weird. We can <laughs> never get too go, many tales of you, you uh, just, you just idiots go, you encounter please, in youth football. And, please, and just the, let them play the game. Yeah. You know. it, it, so let's have a few of those. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet. TSH and J, they never cease to amaze. Um, now, um, Adam Hurry Football Cliches has alerted us uh, via his excellent uh, Twitter feed to the fact that um, the host of the Meat Management Industry Awards 2021, oh, yeah. none other. It's that time of year again, is it? It is. That's right. It's come around so quickly. <laughs> what do you wear to it? the opening of that? Is I, it? I will tend to wear very similar things to uh, to the Met Gala of course, that we saw yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, Kevin Keegan will be the host. Right. And in the build-up to it, he has kindly done a Q&A for meatmanagement.com. Oh, very nice. And uh, Meat management, is he it? Seems to We're know back it. to Nicki Minaj's brother. He seems to... <laughs> he seems... So you've taken it onto another... <laughs> I skirted round it. Oh, you, you bought it You've up. gone straight beef in skirt, two Beef skirted round it. So, um, yes, uh, he knows... He seems to know a lot about meat management, Kevin. Okay. Okay. 
And they say, they say the question in the Q&A, do a Q&A, it says, Kevin, what attracted you to hosting the Meat Management Industry Awards? <laughs> and surprisingly, he doesn't say money. <laughs> he says, awards nights are such good fun because people are being selected and rewarded for what they've done. Yeah. Then he brings, most of these things, he, he parallels the worlds of meat management and football. Of course. Which on the face of it... <laughs> It's not easy, well, but Kevin, if anybody do it, Kevin can. And uh, meat management. And they yeah. ask him the question. This is Kevin Keegan, former okay, yeah. England Newcastle Ballon manager, two times yeah, winner yeah. of the Ballon d'Or. Then they ask him, "What's your view of the UK meat indus- industry's performance during the pandemic?" <laughs> and Kevin, again, rather than <laughs> He's saying, got an answer, is he? What are you asking me for, mate? <laughs> not a clue. As a professional footballer, <laughs> not a clue, mate. He says it's coped very well. Yeah, I'm t- well you know, I may be doing Kevin a disservice. It has coped well though, Paul. I, the I meat did, management industry. I did sense he was. Um, he was coached slightly on this. It goes on. It's if you go and have a look at football cliches, it's a very interesting read. It's a reams of it. The thing but is, the, he's a very positive man, isn't he, Kevin? He is. Well, you worked with him. I worked with him you? this year, just We're before the, power, yeah. just before the Euros, and he's a very positive man. And you walk yeah. away from him feeling a million dollars. You can. He see. told you some jokes, didn't he? he Unlikely jokes, you, can, you can't. Tell, s- I'm not telling any of them on air. <laughs> Let's just... You're not going to slot any of them into the set, are you? Really. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to put them in, no. No, but um, the reason I bring this up is that sometimes you do get some fairly left... You probably work for a company, folks. You're out there today, up and down the motorway. Maybe, who knows, you're a rep or something like that. And they have your big awards every year. And yeah. they think, I've done well, get Lady Gaga this year. <laughs> but you get quite left-field appointments. And there's a yeah. wonderful story I once was told by somebody um, where they booked a fairly safe pair of hands okay. to do... Uh, a corporate event, quite Lovely. a good corporate event. This person got ill last minute, oh. and the only other person they had on their books to do it was uh, a pretty well-known British boxer from back in the day. And they called on him last minute, and they said, well, it's not really that. He said, well, that's all we've got. I mean, otherwise yeah. you're going to get nobody. That's the only person I can get. Yeah. Fine. So the boxer comes down, <laughs> and he's all very nice to people at first, and they kind of gave him a rough idea. So you go out there, you do about sort of 20 minutes yeah. and, and just chat, just have a chat about about your career yeah. and things like that. And this was just a kind of straight corporate gig. Well, he, 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 I think he needed a couple of liveners first. Sure. But when I say a couple, I mean bottles. <laughs> he worked his way for a couple of bottles of red. Oh, no. Then got up and did... Um, did about some fairly off-colour stories about people he'd beaten to a pulp and uh, libelled half of the boxing industry, right? Oh, then went no. on to tell a series of gags that had like, the women in the audience gasping, working very much from the blue book. Yeah, yeah. And then sort of sat down to, like, Citizen Kane, like Listen. one bloke clapping at the back, <laughs> who was probably scared. Yeah. Then they said, well, it wasn't quite what we were after, but we thank you for coming at short notice and uh, I'll be in touch with your agent oh, and we'll gosh. sort out payment. He said... I'm not having that. So I want cash now. Oh, so he basically then demanded money with menaces. Oh, <laughs> Stood over the managing director <laughs> while they had a whip round amongst the top table to get all the Counting cash to get out into his hands to cash him up before he'd leave. So oh, beautiful. Uh, so I just wondered if you've Who got you any, yeah, if you've got any corporate tales. And there's quite left field people that can be uh, suddenly. Uh, and you think, well, that was a good booking. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, when you see Emma Raducanu's uh, exports, there is a tendency to think she was hothoused like so many kids yeah. are in sport. She was handed a tennis racket when she was 18 months old <laughs> and it just played and played yeah. and played uh, until she became the fantastic player she is at 18. Not the case. Uh, look back into her history and you'll see she tried lots and lots of other sports before she settled on uh, tennis and took it seriously. 
It must be varied, good. Well, it gives you a well. competitive edge, doesn't it? Because you obviously just like winning, like playing the game, like winning. Makes your muscles learn different things, so you probably get injured less. I would have thought. I'm guessing. Well, you're, I mean, I, I, I'm guessing. I, we are. You're probably just guessing. Thankfully, someone has looked into this <laughs> touch more scientifically uh, from the Guardian, Sean Ingle. Good afternoon, Sean. Good afternoon. It's quite a varied amount of sports, very different sports, and some not particularly physical, if you like, including uh, go-karting. Yeah, horse riding, swimming, tap dancing, basketball, golf, go-karting. She, yeah, she did try a bit of everything. Um, and this sort of really hits a, the big debate sort of scientists and people in sport have had over the last 15, 20 years or so. There's On the one side, it's the hothouse them let's send them do the one one sport super hard super early and then there's the other side that says no we should sample lots of sports and then as you get towards your teens start focusing on the one you really enjoy and the science i've seen the experts i've spoken to say this leads to you know you're much more likely to be successful if, if you do that latter approach the it's not the first top tennis player to have kind of gone down this route you found in your piece sean yeah, yeah. Roger Federer uh, did exactly the same thing. He'd do wrestling. You know, he would do, um, which I, I can't imagine him. I mean, he's as, as thin as anything. He would, you know, he would pretty much play every sport under the sun as well. Um, the other thing that was quite interesting with him was he, although he did tennis and played tennis three times a week, he did loads of other stuff as well. And um, he, he, when he did tennis, he often messed about. His mum refused to play him, when, not that because he, he was good at that age, even though he was pretty good. <laughs> but she was a coach herself because he would, you know, he wouldn't hit a normal shot. He would try like stupid slices and crazy shots, and she. But actually, it was actually helping him improve. And and the idea is that if you you know if you play multiple sports, if it's a bit unstructured as well as structured, you're developing creativity. You're sort of you try something new. You're learning fresh how to deal with fresh challenges. But also, there's less chance of burnout. We've all seen, you know, kids join football clubs at a very early age and burn out quickly. Um, less chance of injury rates because you're exercising different muscles, as you said. And also, it's it's probably just a bit more fun for the kids as well. Yeah, sure, I thought, yeah. My experience of parenting is that you just want your children to go to bed as soon as possible <laughs> at night. And, <laughs> and uh, I just, try and, dad. Just, <laughs> just try and tire them out. So I often wonder, <laughs> like, with, like with as professional sports people often have loads and that loads why you're of building energy. That pyramid in the garden. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the film The Hill? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with Sean Connery. Yeah. No. So just, I can imagine that they're just trying to tire Roger in this place in this uh, place Emma Raducanu <laughs> just trying to tire her out by just giving her as much to do as possible during the day motocross is an interesting one isn't it yeah well she does like F1 we were talking about this uh, Daniel Ricciardo's her favourite driver she's into she's into F1 so I, I had no idea where that had come from but we kind of now we know Sean yeah absolutely ha- hand-eye coordination it can't hurt I mean I think it's quite interesting I mean, it's not saying that if you if you specialise super early you, you can't be successful we've all seen that I mean Tiger Woods for example was one but what was quite interesting, mm. there was a study in Germany among like top footballers where it looked at 52 top footballers that played in the Bundesliga, 18 played for the national team. And it also looked at 50 footballers that played like division four and six. They're still very good, pro and semi-pro. But they found quite interesting, more often, the ones that were in division four and six had done more football when they were kids. Mm. and done harder. They started at clubs earlier, but they hadn't quite got to the top. While the ones that were... Um, that played for the national team and so on had tended to keep doing more in different sports and only specialised at football at a later age. Well, you, you look at it from a mental health point of view as well to give the, a varied 
a varied sort of curriculum of sports rather mm. than just the one must help. And that sort of rings true with Roger Federer, who seems to be one of the sanest of yeah. professional top-level sports people. Whereas you read Andre Agassi's uh, brilliant autobiography and his dad made him play tennis literally. Yeah. Um, used to swing a tennis ball above his cot to make his eyes watch the ball and he just hates tennis that's what he talks about in the book is he absolutely hates it did it far too much and you know he's got uh, report you know drug problems and all that sort of stuff didn't he i mean the the cautionary tales in in the sort of aftermath of radicanu winning sean at the weekend it's been around players like capriati and she uh, she talks about the fact that you know by the time it actually got to that point of success when things were going well she she was at it she'd had enough of the game she'd spent so much of her life just playing it she didn't want to look at another tennis ball again absolutely right and and, and that brilliant agassi book i think i might from if i remember rightly the first thing he said to to steffi graf his now wife was you know they basically discussed how much they hated tennis yeah. and they kind of <laughs> yeah. had, they sort of bonded over it yeah. and you know these are two of the greatest players in history and and that and that's that's sad really in many ways yeah, yeah. that's the brilliant bit in that book they are saying how much they hate tennis while their dads meet each other and their dads are giving each other tips on how the other player could have been a lot better <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this is stuff for movies isn't it yeah. and, but so many things you did do as you said tap dancing would feed into the tennis as you said um, uh, the, the all the other sports that she did did feed into they, they would have brought something to her tennis certainly stuff like the ballet etc so it, you know w- without knowing it she was becoming a better, better tennis player by doing other stuff yeah, and the other thing, I mean, she said herself that she was shy. She, um, you know, she, you know, she, she, you know, her dad, and basically her dad kind of, I mean, it's it's a sort of a different style of kind of forceful parenting. He basically said, well, I'm going to get you doing this and that and that. It'll get you out of your shell. But, you know, he was also, you know, help helping her as well. And, um, I mean, I, I, it was quite interesting. I was at Wimbledon and I was chatting to uh, Matt James, who's one of our coaches at the LTA, and, you know, but I sort of said, well, why do you, you know what makes what makes her stand out? And I, you know, I expected him to say straight away, you know, she's intelligent, her work ethic, etc. And he did talk about that later. But the first thing he did say was, you know, from my perspective, one of the best things about Emma is she was into, exposed to a lot of sports from a young age, and she didn't go too specific into tennis straight away. And he said, I see that on court when she's learning a new skill, trying something a little bit different. She has ability and coordination to pick things up very quickly, even if it's a big technical change. And he said that was unusual for most people that he dealt with. So I thought it was really interesting. Well, fascinating. Stuff. I can imagine this is just what tennis clubs want to hear when they're expecting the Radicani <laughs> boom. Is it play, le- play less tennis. It's great news for, for the local go-karting <laughs> yeah. club, though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're all going to be doing... If you're a tap dancer at yeah, the look, moment... Yeah. 50cc Fantic. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to the Kickstart reboot with Emma Radicani. Yeah, motocross. Uh, fascinating stuff, Sean. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Uh, Sean Ingalls pieces in today's Guardian. And one of the other things she used to do was play badminton using next door's fence as a net. Oh, lovely. Which makes for an interesting game because you, you can't see it coming back. <laughs> so you must, and like, you have to oh, work wow, on yeah. the basis. Blind, some, I mean, blind badminton is a great idea. When isn't we it? Think, yeah. So when she's thanking everybody, she's got to thank the 70 year old woman who lived next door. <laughs> Thanks to Jean yeah. for always hitting Imagine it back. Jean and Bob who live next door, and she said, Oh, Emma's there, but no one's hitting it back. No, you know, just, I'll go out. Gene went out, she became quite a decent yeah, badminton Olympian player. level. Yeah, that's right. Cause they never, never, and they never met. They never met. Very that's sad. Right. Never, never met. Always <laughs> wondered how that ball was coming back. Anyway.
Um, we got some tales uh, from you of uh, ridiculous parents at youth level. Um, yeah, somebody says, Paul and Charlie, this is from Hugh. I had exactly the same lines of an experience you did against bitter local rivals. The guy shadowed me the whole game. Oh, God. But there was only one close call, which I got right. He turned to his mate, the manager, and said, yeah, just about. My, my response taught the under-12 some new words. People, says, people uh, have got to grow. It's always men, Paul. It, yeah, it it's is. Always it is. <laughs> anyway. Grow up. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, this game's in the Championship and beyond, and indeed in the National League tonight. Yeah, full nationally Not, programmed, Paul. That's right, one or two cancelled. Our own Ben Fletcher's uh, woking. They won't be yeah. in action because of a, a minor COVID outbreak. Yeah. A couple of games two, postponed. Two games off for them. Yeah, yeah that's right. But, um, Actually, I'll tell you what's in the league before we get to Lloyd. Yeah. League two tonight is mm. Sutton v Hartlepool, which yeah. is postponed because uh, Sutton's pitch has been relayed. Oh. Um, and it's now a grass pitch, of course. Mm. That's the two teams that went up from the National League last year, of course. Yes, that's right. Um, Torquay came close, but not close enough. They Thank you, Paul. Tr- Thank you. Troubled start. Thank to, you, Paul. Troubled start at the beginning of this season uh, with betting a lot of new players in and were put yeah. to the sword at the weekend by Grimsby Town. It um, takes time to bed new players in, Paul. It takes time does. to get a new squad together, doesn't it? Mm. Anyway, yeah. uh, joining us now, a fan of uh, Grimsby Town, Lloyd Griffith, comedian. Good afternoon, Lloyd. Yeah, we've made a quite a good start, actually. To be <laughs> <Yeah>. fair, <laughs> a better one than you thought, or? Yeah, well, we had we quite easy opposition so far. I think um, <laughs> oh, yeah, Weymouth and Torquay, just like loads of like nice little small South Coast teams that we just managed to just you know put aside really. So I, 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 I can't really complain. No, that's just very true. Yeah, Charlie, going to weigh so in nothing, on that? No, nothing, nothing to say to that. Nothing to say to that. Uh, sounds like Grim, right. sounds like Grimsby were very good. One thing that Grimsby did do is it Michael Effet scored for you on. Um, Saturday, Michi Effetti. Michi Effetti, there he is. Yeah. Okay. Michael Effect. <laughs> Sounds like somebody was the in a, Michael Effect. Somebody was in a punk uh, band. Michi Effetti. Yeah. He uh, he used to play for Torquay, so that's a returning player, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And he's a right back, blistering run up the right hand side, and you just let him waltz in like it was dancing on ice. It was beautiful. Well, very good. But Paul Hurst, of course, he's taken over your club again, uh, Lloydie, yep. hasn't he? And he is doing. Doing his working his magic, he's a very good manager, isn't he? He knows the level, he's put a good squad together. Well, he's like he's exactly like your gaffer. Do you know what I mean? They know they know the level, they yeah. know the players they want to bring in, and they've got contacts. So when we brought him in, we just knew that he was going to do such a good job at recruitment, bringing in the right people, you know, on the pitch, off the pitch as well. You know, we brought in Sean Pearson, who was at Wrexham, um, Giles Cope, Lanell John Lewis. So we've just got an amazing spine of the team, yeah. and with that, he's brought in p- people like Alex Hunt from Sheffield Wednesday, this yeah. new lad whose name I can't remember from Bristol Rovers. Uh, yeah. Bristol City, sorry. Yeah. Feeling special. You could have made someone up because no one's heard of any of these players yeah. other than us anyway Lloyd so it's called Michael, just... effect. <laughs> yeah. Michael Effect Michael Effect he's the Mickey from... Effect Michael Somewhere. Effect and Stockholm Syndrome yeah <laughs> Coy, Alan Cause yeah. Michael Effect yeah. the two boys up the top yeah, Paul, that's Paul Hurst is no Gary Johnson but we'll carry on with the interview it's yes fine. we wow. will um, uh, I was going to ask you I had, a, I had a corking question is now completely oh yeah are you all up. ganging up on Wrexham Lloyd you and the uh, the other members are you and Charlie are you all you no, all turning really. on Wrexham no no, not at all. I think it's it's great what's you know happened. You know, as we say, like the National League used to be kind of like well, as it was the conference, it was a, you know a bit of a joke league, but much in the same way that you know the Premier League has has, has caused the Championship to be a you know a, a big league. I think, mm. You know, look at the National League, some big teams down there, some huge teams mm. down there. Affects them, you know, with their Hollywood owners, it's added glamour to the National League. I don't think that's an oxymoron. 
Um, and people <laughs> want to watch games and, you know, people are buying Wrexham shirts, want to see Wrexham. We're, Grimsby are playing Wrexham tonight. We've sold 6,700 yeah. tickets. I mean, yeah. that does not happen. So it's obviously, it's the effect of Grimsby's new owners and, you know, the fact that they're on a run and there's just a revitalised uh, kind of like feel about the club and everyone just feels welcome. But the fact, you know, you've got Ryan Reynolds uh, kind of uh, as the spearhead of Wrexham is absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah. I mean, hopefully it continues. You don't get bored and decides to buy someone else. But yeah, it, hopefully we'll, 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 um, we'll, turn them over tonight like we did um, Torquay so easily on Saturday. <laughs> One of the things that is the sort of little goals of getting back into the league, Paul, mm. is that you get on to be on FIFA. The computer <laughs> game FIFA. The National League isn't on FIFA. It's not on FIFA. Which is very disappointing. But they've just announced Wrexham is going to be on FIFA next season. Even if they, it, if they don't go even up. Even if they don't go up. That's in a, not in, right, in a rest it? of the world team. <laughs> in the rest of the world league because they're obviously the Welsh. And you yeah. go, that feels just like Hollywood has bought their way onto FIFA 22 yeah. there. Doesn't, sound, doesn't feel right, does it, Lloyd? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to complain because ultimately if Ryan Reynolds is looking to cast someone <laughs> in a new movie, a little fat bloke from Grimsby, I don't want him to go, oh, wait a minute, didn't he like badmouth me? Obviously, I won't do an American action yeah. in the film. Um, you know, didn't he badmouth me? On Talksport on the on the 13th of September, so um, or whatever day is. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I'm not going to bad mouth them. I think it's a great idea what they're doing. <clears throat> Thing is, Lloyd, there was a film called Grimsby, wasn't there? There was that's set yeah, in Grimsby. And you weren't in Grimsby, it. and you weren't in it. So I, I just no, feel like you, 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 you say that, and you know that. The, the brief did come in and they said, we're looking for an overweight Grimsby town fan in his early 30s. We'd love to see Lloyd. I was like, well, I've been training for that for 20 odd years. <laughs> and, uh, it's not great when you can't even get that role uh, in a no. film. Yeah. You are in Ted Lasso, though, Lloyd. Well, you pop, you yeah. pop up in that. Well done, Lloyd. It's, it's yeah. winning yeah. more awards, isn't it? It's, uh, it's. Uh, I don't think we had uh, Brett Goldstein on a little while ago. Charlie, you still haven't watched any of you. Still haven't watched any. Still haven't of it, watched no. a I'm minute gonna watch of it. Though. I am going to uh, watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 done very well. It's been really popular series. It's it's a it's a really amazing series. Mm. One and two have done really really well. Obviously, one of the absolute whole host of awards. And I think it's you know it's funny, but it's very wholesome and touches on a lot of subjects that aren't necessarily touched on, especially yeah. in football yeah. with anxiety and mental health and stuff. And do it in a in, in a in a really clever and funny way. So, but being on that set is absolutely incredible. Do you know what I mean working with Jason and and, and Brett and, and and Jeremy and the like? It's just. It's, it's as fun on set as it looked, you know, as as the actual performances are, in, you know, on, on the screen. So it's 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 brilliant. And again, if they're listening, I'd love to be in series three. He's <laughs> <laughs> issued a come and get me play. Wow, really the is, yeah. um, it's not many co um, comedy series that that are born through a kind of promo for the Premier League because that's yeah. Jason Sudeikis coming and saw us when he was doing Ted Lasso for the first time. To promote, yeah, what kind of, it was, I it? was it? I NBC? think I was on that day. <laughs> yeah, and he came in that day was... and, and had a chat with us about that. It was like a ten-minute promo. NBC or Fox, wasn't it? And they were yeah. doing some stuff at Tottenham Hotspur. I think mm. him. Brendan and Bill Lawrence, um, they, they kind of created this idea. And then, yeah, from from a little 10-minute promo, it's turned into, um, well, three series on Apple TV yeah. with absolutely countless awards. Absolutely brilliant. And now you're off on tour, Lloyd, which is very exciting, isn't well, it? You've done a few dates already, I think. Cardiff, Bristol, yeah, somewhere else. Yeah. You'll end up in Grimsby at some point, I expect, because that's all you've gone about. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> where else can people steal you? And what's, what's in the show? Uh, so basically, I've, I've done about two two weeks already, and it's it's been absolutely brilliant. We say like Cardiff last night, Bristol the night before, uh, in Glasgow tomorrow, and then hit Leeds next week. 
Um, and then it goes on to like Manchester, Sheffield, Nottingham, up and down the country. Lyme Regis and Great Torrington need a little bit of attention, um, if I'm being brutally honest. Okay. So if you live I've told you many times hours... that the Southwest do not like you, Lloyd. You are, <laughs> you are okay. not you are not welcome there. <laughs> All right, well, I sold out Exeter and Bristol, mate. So what's happened with, what's up with North Devon? Eh? What's, their, what's their issue with me? They know, they know, um, they know funny when they see it <laughs> well yeah it's basically it's 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 uh sh- shut up charlie it's um it's it's stand up it, it's funny it's got me in it it's talking about me wanting to sing the national anthem at a Wembley game mm. um before an england game at some point so bit of football bit of singing but crucially it's got comedy in it um uh, luckily so yeah it's been great i mean lovely lovely big nice rooms so far and uh looking to continue that to the end of uh, end of october where i do finish the tour that's right in grimsby on my birthday ah, like a lovely I don't know if it um, ruins the, the show, but I mean, how close did you get to that? Because you came on and told us you were working at it yeah. and you were getting closer to actually yeah. getting on the pitch and singing the anthem. Did it? How close yeah. did you come? Got about as close as 94,000 other people. <laughs> well, half of them without tickets. <laughs> I think you had more chance than that. I managed, I managed to get to three or four games at Wembley. And so, you know, in theory, I did sing at Wembley, but, you know, mm. not, not on the pitch. And um, yeah. um, what was quite good was I didn't sing at Wembley on the pitch. I did, I did manage to catch COVID at the final. So, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. you know, every- And you dropped your phone down the toilet, didn't you? Yeah, no, I did actually. Yeah, I dropped my phone down the toilet. Still the same phone, actually, so it's not, no issues. And it's really, a good advert, the, the, the problem that we had was obviously that COVID kind of was a, was a big thing. Mm. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Worth a Google. But um, basically... <laughs> They um they just didn't want any more people on the pitch and the players and the the, the officials. There were actually yeah. no singers for any of the games, for any of the anthems, for any of the teams. So um the 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 quest still goes on, lad. So this tour might be extended for another four years. You could have you could have come on in that little car they had with bringing the ball on. Yeah, that'd have been good, wouldn't it? Somebody's going to buy that well, and like, get on the stage in it. That'd yeah, be good. <laughs> I tell you what, if I've had two of them, I could yeah. put one foot in each one. Exactly, on you. <laughs> Singing "God Save Our Gracious Queen" have been lovely, marvelous. Well, okay, Lloyd, right. we, we wish you well with the tour and uh, Lloyd Griffith. LloydGriffith.com. Yes. All the dates are there. Uh, some That's have got, me. some are sold out. Some have got lot, limited availability. Yeah, a, lot, a lot sold out. Well, yeah. a lot what's sold it, out. What's it called? Out. The tour I can sing and I support Grimsby Town. Is it called that? It's called Not Just a Pretty Face, and we dispatch Torquay three one very easily on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. It's a long drawn out title, but. People get used to it after a while. Cheers, Lloyd. Thanks Cheers, a lot. Lloyd. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye. Here we ask Lloyd Griffith. There, go and catch him on tour. He's, yeah, he's in Glasgow funny. tomorrow. Despite every, what everyone else says, he's funny. <laughs> I know you really do stand his corner, don't you? You've had, you've had pub fights standing his corner, which is very good of you. Mike in Edinburgh says, I work for a biggish retail company. Back in the 90s, they had a yearly conference for all the store managers and head office bigwigs. At one year, they had an actor from Brookside. Oh. Uh, the uh, This is the Long Gone Channel for... Um, nonsense. Soap. Nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> a bit harsh. Um, forget his name, but his act lasted 20 minutes, which included an awful five-minute joke about a submarine. Oh, no. We prayed it would end. There was some polite applause when it finally did. Three years later at the yearly conference, who appears on stage? Does the same routine, oh, no. including the five-minute submarine gag. It was a long evening, he says. Oh, this is a, imagine when he goes, yeah. so, there's this submarine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Yes, you were telling us uh, corporate tales this afternoon of um, the stars attending uh, your events. We're having to tread fairly carefully yeah, around. Someone's, someone's guessed your boxer, Paul, from the uh, boxer story. You Have told they me really? That. Yeah, they have. Maybe they were at the do. <laughs> Maybe they were at the do. Um, A lot of people asking if they're taking Paolo Wanchop um, or Barry don't, Venison. We don't, we don't want, want the meat. I don't know why you're stopping people doing the meat 11, Paul, but you don't want the meat this 11. Is, this is because uh, Kevin Keegan will be hosting the Meat Management Industry Awards 2021. And, and in his little Q&A that he did pre-event, Seem to know a lot about meat management. Uh, surprising. Uh, yes, I was. Anyway, you've been telling us different. When they stories. say meat management, Paul, is that the management of it from the abattoir to the table? Is that I, what we're? I, is that what we're? Asking, I know as much as well. I know less than Kevin Keegan. <laughs> this is why you've clearly. not got the gig, Paul. Yes, I mean, you, you could be getting that sweet, sweet meat management power. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, there may be, maybe one day. Um, so, yes, as a former manager of a high street retailer, I used to attend a big am- annual conference to celebrate successes and hammer the free bar. At least oh, you're right. honest. Lovely. One year, the safe hands of two Radio 1 DJs hosted, but rubbed down notorious owner up the wrong way by towering over him, leaning on his shoulders. He was short and not that fond of self-deprecation. A joke about size not mattering was the final straw. Ooh. And during the announcement of the pre- prestigious store of the year award, he announced Norwich. The Norwich team jumped up celebrating wildly, but this was quickly followed by our steam leader adding angrily, it's not you, sit down. (laughs) (laughs) He'd done it just to be horrible. Wow. The room fell deathly silent as the actual winners sheepishly went up to collect their prize (laughs) with the tears of the losing team audible to all. Uh, Later over, two directors saying, I knew we shouldn't have invited him. (laughs) <laughs> says uh, Harry from uh, thank you Harry for thank that thank you that's so, lovely uh, yeah, yeah. now you know it's getting not near... you <laughs> yeah. sit down 
Sit down, shut up. Now, you know it's getting near Christmas, Charlie, when you see uh, four of the stars of Panto. Oh, lovely. Um, uh, this is, uh, they're doing, I don't need to tell you this, but they're doing uh, Jack and the Beanstalk at the King's Theatre, Portsmouth. Oh, lovely. Starts yeah. November the 27th. And there was a nice lineup of uh, the, the cast, all in costume. Okay. Uh, Jack Edwards, Amy Hart, Sean Smith, uh, they were all there. They were all there in the uh, outfits. <laughs> and so uh, we know it's getting near Christmas because we're seeing pictures of people in panto. I love that. I Have love you ever that. done panto, I've done, I've done panto, Paul. I was... Um, I, I, th- I can see you being very good. Long time ago. I'd like to do the ones where you get paid absolute fortunes. Yeah. I've never, I've never done one of those. I used to do um, when you sort of got a, a weekly sort of wage that wasn't particularly great, but yeah. you did a lot of shows. So It must be hard. But, uh, if you're a jobbing panto uh, uh, actor yeah. and then somebody comes in from a soap and he's not great no. and he just comes and they go, boom, <laughs> and then does a few joke about, <laughs> three jokes the about the soap of, they're in and then yeah. gets 50 times as much as but you. that's show that, business, Paul, isn't it? it is, that's yeah, show it, business. They are yeah. 50 times more famous than me. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's how true. it goes. You can't get bitter, Charlie, it's, can you? It's hard work panto yeah, Paul yeah. oh it's Is hard it? work I tell you it's lots of shows in a short space of time mm. when everybody feels very very poorly um, and so it's a lot of coughing it's and a lot of coughing and uh, it's a very hard work I actually gave up acting because of panto as well <laughs> I was <laughs> and well so it. if you're listening Jack Edwards Amy Hart and Sean Smith <laughs> listen to Uncle Charlie yeah I was doing an 11 o'clock in the morning School's matinee, they call it. Wow. And I was playing the crab in Pinocchio, Paul. You know the crab in oh, Pinocchio? It's one, of the, one of the... It's a classic. You know, it's like the robot in well, Hamlet. I, if, you, um, if you ask me... You are, yeah. <laughs> if you ask me top three, Ugly Sisters, <laughs> yeah. Cinderella, yeah. Yeah. Buttons, obviously, buttons, of course. Crab Pinocchio. Crab. <laughs> That's exactly. not, not necessarily in that order. And I turned up and I'd not gone home the night before. Really? Um, and I turned up. You didn't do a Will Ferrell. You weren't sick inside your own head, I was, Paul. <laughs> I was poor. Oh, you no. said it. <laughs> dressed as a dressed as a crab in Stoke That's on Trent. Good. Eleven o'clock in the morning. That's not good. Sick dressed as a crab made me go. Maybe this isn't the job for me. <laughs> And here you are maybe, working with me. Maybe Charlie. there's something that's making me unhappy. And then I rang yeah. you, Paul, and the rest what is about that? history. You know, was that the crab doesn't often turn up in Pinocchio, does it? Or <laughs> I think there's a there was a seafood. I can't remember it if I'm honest. Right. I cannot. It's quite a long time ago now, and. Uh, I think there was like a seafood restaurant. Did you throw that point. in as an ad lib? Sorry, folks, dodgy prawn. You could <laughs> well, lovely gambero. You could yeah. have you could have thrown that in. Couldn't you? <laughs> yes. All the kids going, yeah. Mum, I want to go home. But go and see a, a decent panther. There's oh, nothing yeah. like it. Absolutely no, fantastic. It's it's, yeah. it is sensational, isn't it? And so many Aussies would come over and do yeah. it. Yeah, sports stars used to do it. Didn't yeah. They used to do it a lot. He used to <clears> Frank <throat> Frank Bruno was never out of panther. He did was panto. He? I wonder if Kevin like, Keegan ever did a panther. Oh, I bet he did. <clears throat> Mighty Mouse there. I would imagine in the because he can hold a tune as well, can't he? Did you ever see anybody from the world of sport uh, yeah, apart from let's Frank? Have that. Apart from because you know, what a lovely idea. We're, we're Mr. We are proper zeitgeist. Me and Andy doing panto stuff. But uh, did you ever see um, somebody from the world of sport in panto? I what think role Frank did Bruno they, did it? Year and how after did they year. allude? Uh, Daily must have. Daily Thompson. <laughs> how many? Daily must have done a couple walk-ons. Yeah. He would have done a couple of walk-ons. Well, it's big money. It's proper money, isn't yeah, it? It's I'm big sure it money, especially with <laughs> Max Bygraves. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on Talksport. Joining us now, chat about his new podcast. Yep. A bit of boxing. Fantastic. And I'm sure he's going to want to talk football after last night. He will, yeah. Is the former world champion, Tony Bellew. Good afternoon, Tony. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah really we're good. good. You, yeah, we'll, we'll come on to Everton a bit later on. But um, your podcast uh, is a very interesting uh, premise, uh, Tony. Tell us a bit more about that. 
Uh, do you know what, guys? It's just a different outlook on things and, and something that I haven't seen anybody else do before. I mean, everyone wants to paint me out to be the angriest man in the world. I actually don't <laughs> think I am. Uh, anger is something that I, I'm actually not. It's it's an actual reaction or an emotion to me. It's just that I tend to use that reaction an awful lot more than people, normal people do. So, uh, yeah, but it, it was interesting to see, you know, anger is something that everybody feels and everyone goes through at some point in their life or at some point in the day, if you're me. Uh, <laughs> but I just wanted to speak to people and find out what they do about their anger, how they deal with it, how they cope with it. Does it last? Do you get past it? Does it stick with you? Uh, yeah, so it was interesting speaking to various people and people who I, who I was surprised to even knew who I was. Like, I didn't have any idea someone as big as Ricky Gervais would know anything about me, but he, he did fair play. Uh, I knew Waza. Obviously, Wayne Rooney, I've known yeah. him for years. He'd probably uh, been angry, angry with him, Tony, when he left Everton and went to Manchester United. <laughs> uh, I wasn't angry with him, mate. I was more uh, I was more gutted than yeah. angry. It was a different emotion. But mm. speaking to him, and he, he, he talks about the issue about leaving Everton when, uh, and how it came about and how you know gutted he was himself at leaving his boyhood club. But uh, yeah, there's just so much to catch up and talk about and, and listen to other people. I have enjoyed listening to other people talk about how they deal with anger. It's taught me an awful lot, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, getting getting my anger out, I've, I've also realised the only way, there's other ways to get rid of it, not just punching people in the face. So <laughs> uh, I've learned a lot about myself, to be fair, uh, while doing it, guys. What's your trigger, uh, Tony? Because my trigger is, I my, I my wife will go, now, don't fall out with a bloke. Don't don't fall out with him, especially when we like hire a car on holiday, something yeah. like that. I'll turn okay. up and I'll go. We've hired a car. All right, have you got the piece of paper? No, but you know, okay. And, and mm. then like, do you want the insurance? Well, I mm. want the insurance. All oh, right, well, that means you can't drive it to the beach. You know, something yeah. like that. They'll say, oh well, so yeah. you have to buy this. And so that's what gets that you going. Thing, that sort of thing just winds me up. That sort of sort of jobs worth. Yeah, yeah, that that, and then I'll and then I will fall out with the bloke, and then I'll walk back to my wife and say I've fallen out with the bloke. What what triggers you, Tony? Uh, traffic wardens wind me up. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, That's no, the last ticket you'll ever get. Is it? <laughs> uh, there's, there's loads of things, guys. Uh, someone parking over two spaces in a car park. Yeah, uh, that that yeah, can infuriate good. me quite quickly. <laughs> uh, there's so many different things, but ultimately. I've learned that these things annoy everybody else as well. So mm. I, I look at it as it's not my fault that I'm angry. It's what you've done to make me angry. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of get out of a lot of trouble that I'm in. You've made me angry, so you've got to deal with the consequences. But listening to others talk about it was so interesting. You know, artists, I'm, I'm a huge music fan. I love all different genres of music. Speaking to the likes of Joy Crook, she's an amazing artist. Yeah. James Arthur, uh, they were intriguing mm. people and interesting people who have got... Uh, tough backgrounds have come from tough areas, neighbourhoods and stuff like that. So I was just intrigued to speak to these people. And as I've said before, there'll be some more famous faces and popular faces on there as well. So just just tune in and listen to it. it, it it's something that everybody can relate to, I believe. You know, because oh, yeah. as I say, show me a person who doesn't get angry and I'll show you the liar. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, as a boxer, people would think, well, anger's an important component of that. But there are times, you know, when another fighter wants to draw you into that, wants to make it a war, wants to make you angry, you come out swinging and not forgetting the game plan. So sometimes you've, you've got to temper that. You've, you've got to control it, haven't you? <laughs> 
an angry boxer will be a boxer who usually ends up getting knocked out. Mm, yeah. You cannot go into the ring with any kind of anger or emotion. You've got to separate yourself from it, detach yourself completely from it emotionally. Uh, and it's just purely, as I've said before, boxing is violent chess. Mm. You've got to be moves ahead of fighters, and anger has no place in a boxing ring. Like I've said, if if you get angry, you'll find yourself soon sitting on your backside. Believe you me, I speak from experience. So uh, it's it's a tough one, really. Anger has helped me through an awful lot of training camps. I'm not going to lie. When when I've been feeling sorry for myself, or when I've had enough and fed up on days, anger's been where I basically kicked myself up my own backside and said, "Get on with it. Do this. Do that." It has helped on them days. Some other times, though, it, it's been, you know, part of the reason why I've made mistakes, why I've uh, I've felt into traps that people have set for me. Uh, and, yeah, just other things. But, as I said, the most interesting thing was forget about me. It was talking to these mm. other people who deal with anger and then and how they re- I can I can relate to them and then how they can relate to me and, and just find out that basically we're all the same. What we do doesn't define us or make us who we are. We're all just people at the end of the day and we all go through different situations. It's just about how we deal with them and how we get away from them. Hmm. Oh. The, on, on, on the boxing front, uh, Tony, it's, it's interesting, Tony, uh, Andy Joshua was talking today about uh, the career-defining fight he wants against Tyson Fury and the frustration of it not happening. And that is a frustration for mm. all boxers, isn't it? You know, there are fights you know that when you look back on your legacy, you'll have to fight this person to feel mm. like you fulfilled it. And uh, it must be a constant fr- fr- frustration for boxers that, you know, the boxing politics gets in the way of the fights. Often you all want and mm. we all want to see. Mm. Of course. I mean, it's, it's always been the way with boxing. This is nothing new. Uh, managers, trainers, promoters, they all have different agendas. If it was down to the fighters, the fights would be made instantly. That, that I say that 99% of the time, it's very rare that one fighter wants to back out of facing another fighter because he thinks he's going to lose. That very, very rarely happens. So, as I said, when managers are in control, when promoters are in control, they've all got agendas, and deep down they know who they believe will win the fight. So you usually find that a promoter will want to steer this guy clear of any you know, legitimate challenge or danger. When you come to the likes of Anthony Joshua, he's the biggest selling heavyweight in the world currently right now. You know, no one gets anywhere near to him. No one else, probably in the whale bar in Canelo, sells out eighty to 90,000 seater stadiums. And, and he does this on a regular basis. I think it's testament to Anthony Joshua as a boxer that he wants to face the best guys. You know, he loses a fight. He wants to go straight into a rematch with the only guy who's beat him. Uh, so these are testament to, to Anthony Joshua and the things that he's doing. As I've said before, and I'll say again, he's he's put on a plateau at the top of the heavyweight division. And he's literally doing things that some fights have never done before. Let's be totally honest, guys. Who'd ever thought that boxing would be happening in the deserts of Saudi Arabia? No yeah. one ever yeah. believed that for a minute. Uh, and that's not to take nothing away from Tyson Fury because he's overcome his own demons as well. Uh, he's making a great name for himself, but he's got to get past Deontay Wilder in America. Uh, and that's the, the situation that we couldn't rely on. You know, Anthony Joshua's got his own battles going in against you know, the greatest cruiserweight who's ever lived in Alexander Usyk. And don't just say, people will say, oh, he's just a cruiserweight. He's the greatest cruiserweight mm. to ever put on gloves. This guy is formidable. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's an amazing fighter. It's it's not a gimme by any stretch of the imagination. I believe, believe Anthony Joshua will win and he will find a way in the mid to late rounds. But believe you me, you will soon see he's in for a hell of a fight on Saturday, on the 25th of September. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. A little word on last night, 3-1. Andros Townsend yeah. surprisingly yeah. cut in and, and beating his player and <laughs> sticking yeah. it in the top corner. What a surprise. <laughs> Rafa's done a great job so far. 
Everything's going great. Uh, last night was the first game I've got to go to my boys within, I think it's 18 months. Uh, so oh. taking my kids there was fantastic. And just, you know, the first half was, I'm not going to lie, was horrendous. Uh, but you come out in the second half, it's a completely different team. A different set. Of, it looked like a different bunch of lads. The Mari Gray's just been a revelation since he started this season. Andros Townsend has been really good. Uh, all the lads have been immense in certain parts of games. But last night, the the desire they showed upon coming out in that second half was fantastic. That goal went in, mm-hmm. and it literally ignited a fire underneath them. Andros Townsend's strike was out of this world. You know, he takes gets it out of his feet three or four steps and then just let's go once he pulls the trigger on that cannon of a left foot that he's got mm. it was unbelievable so made up to see us win last night uh, onwards and upwards the Rafa revolution has begun <laughs> and uh, we are on our way mate yeah. we are on our way so I just hope we can remain where we are in the league at the minute but no huge expectations let's just enjoy what we're doing not get carried away with ourselves and hopefully Everton will win the league <laughs> that's bold. Oh, yeah, it's going to get angry. Yeah. You'll get angry if you don't. Yeah, that's there it. You start me off. <laughs> Cheers, Tony. All the best. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Thanks for very joining much, us, boys. Tony Bellew, yeah. yeah, you can check out uh, Tony Bellew is Angry. That's his podcast. He said Ricky Gervais, Wayne Rooney, Joy Crooks, and more all uh, involved. So uh, go and check it out. Available, uh, I think, from this week on BBC Sounds Out. There we are. Uh, uh, Kev the Everton fan says, I feel this is a podcast that Andy <coughs> Jacobs definitely needs to oh, listen yeah. to. <laughs> yes, that's a man that uh, struggles to con- control his anger, especially if the England cricketers are on the telly yeah, and not playing particularly well. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. I love the Champions League. I love, uh, great to have it back. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's the m- most open it's ever been, Paul. I, 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 so? I can't pick a winner. You said you think the English teams. I think, are, I think, are, I think the English teams are pretty much favourites. You've got PSG with Messi. You know, they, always a wild card, isn't it? You know, but I just think it's so open. It could be anybody's. Yeah, I'd say favourites. I mean, PSG are probably favourites. You if you are? actually look at well, I'll ask the guys from Pally Power a little no, bit later don't. on. We'll take a look at the betting. We yeah. are struggling to get for our man from uh, FC uh, Zenit. Um, oh really? So uh, we'll we'll keep working. Sure. At it. Um, um, bear with us. So a little bit more, bit more Emma Raducanu news for you, Paul. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you managed to find it in the papers. No, it's a new, a new bit. So the Chinese are trying buried away. Yeah, was it buried away down the side, the down corner. the side on page nine. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, the, so she, you know, she speaks man, fluent Mandarin. Her mother's. Well, we heard um, her. Chinese. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. impressive, wasn't it? And uh, anyway, she said, she said, I'd like to say thank you. I hope you're watching, like watching me play tennis. Very happy now, but we won. Bye bye. I love you, Raducanu said, and some. Uh, Chinese fans pointed out that she has a distinct northeastern accent when she speaks Chinese. So she's a, she's a Geordie. She's a Geordie she's a, Chinese. She's, she's Geordie Chinese. Yeah. She's there. All the Chinese people going, "Oh, look, she's Waiai man." So she did. Chi- she gave him a Waiai, yeah, didn't she? That's what she was saying. It's fantastic. That's what, that's what really... She gave him the full blade and races. <laughs> exactly. War Geordie's lost his penga. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what about that? What about it's that? great it's when a, that, that sort of thing gets picked up. Emma anyway. Ca- Emma Raducanu. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. Now, I'm sure you'll be aware that uh, top sports stars, um, they kind of, they, they, put, they put a little trademark on various things that yeah. maybe in the course of time they may look to get into. Um, well, this comes from the UK's uh, intellectual property office and Cristiano Ronaldo has um, issued these trademarks. He's interested in going into the ready meals business. Oh, yeah. So he's tried to cover a CR7 range, which includes prepared dishes consisting princi- principally of meat. 
prepared he's on like, like the Kevin Keegan's job I think he probably is the meat management gig he wants that one <laughs> he wants it that's why he's come nice, why he's come back five Paul. figure um, gig um, prepared entrees consisting primarily of seafood right um, prepared meals consisting primarily of fish okay you get the idea prepared Port, meals port, like a Portuguese it's like a Portuguese restaurant Paul I suppose, I suppose it? it is you've got yeah. your sardines yeah. Sardines, haven't you? You've got you got know. your sardines. You got um, your sardines. Uh, prepared meals <laughs> consisting principally of vegetables. Prepared meals consisting principally of eggs. Uh, this is what he's mm. trademarked. Eggs. Yeah. Um, the application covers putting his trademark on carrots. He can't. But he's going to do the trademark C- eggs. He's going to do the CR7 carrot. His own range of <laughs> carrots with CR7 on. I mean, they'd sell quite well. So uh, yeah, his uh, trademark application also covers treats. Okay, yeah, lovely. Word you only ever see in a tabloid. Along with feasted on, um, tucked into, phrases that are only used in tabloid (laughs) newspapers, uh, such as ice cream, yogurts, chocolate bakery goods, cereal bars, tea and coffee. He's going to do his own corn-based snack foods, possibly. We don't know that. It's up to him. Uh, Grain-based snack foods and rice-based snack foods. Are also covered. I wonder. He's not going to do a crumble. A Lee Grant. <laughs> Lee Grant's covered the crumble. Market. Rhubarb crumble. Is it? Yeah. Apparently, um, Ole said, "Well, we don't have a lot of fast food. The rhubarb, you know, the apple crumble is not the fast no. food, is it? It no. can be, but Marshall could do the crumble because he cr- falls apart in the box. Oh, there we are, Charlie. He's doing your football material whoa, now. Whoa, whoa, knock, Marvelous. knock. Who's there? Um, is building up to a joke here, Paul? Just to let you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to crash it. I don't want to crash <laughs> it. I'm just. I'm just. The floor's I'm just, yours, Charlie. I've got an idea for a joke. I just thought I'd workshop it with you. Okay. Uh, Prince Charles. You know, he has this village that he's built in Dorset. Oh, yeah. Uh, in one of the I've been uh, there. It's interesting, one yeah. of the um, roundabouts is uh, a memorial to the to the Queen Mother, mm-hmm. um, and people keep crashing. You sure you want to do this? Yeah, they keep they keep cra- crashing. Because when you say you're workshopping, the red lights on. You do realise <laughs> they they, they, uh, they keep crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know which way to go. When of course it's one way. <laughs> <laughs> no, one one way. One, one no 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 one because one is one is going one. No, it's just not. It's nothing <laughs> it's, there, Paul. Well, it's good. Nothing it, there. I just think it needs a bit of work. I keep digging. Yeah, <laughs> keep okay, digging down on it. It even gets great. How does Ronaldo? Put his name on eggs. Um, he's going to. I think it's egg based egg based meals. Maybe he's going to be the CR seven omelet. I don't. I don't quite know. <laughs> but, how um, it works. I yeah, just. I'm just passing isn't a lion. The a terrible. You know, if you have a, a good egg, it has a, a lion mark on it. Yeah. Isn't that a terrible animal to? Imagine a lion with a bunch of eggs. He's smashing them when they just, oh, just put me mark on this egg. Rawr, big claw through its egg. I'm not really giving it a lot of thought, Charlie. I will now, though. I promise. Terrible, isn't it? What a terrible animal. Should be a different animal. It's a slightly more delicate animal. An animal with, that a, with a feather's it. touch. Yeah. Imagine a lion with some eggs. Terrible. Got to change that. Well, look, while we while Fletch brings us the news and sports headlines, I'll look. I'll look up why the lion trademark appears on why eggs. Why is that? I don't know. What I don't is know. That? It's better um, than me one-way material. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't expecting to be asked. One way. No. Okay. Not, not, not really for you. Not if you like that. <laughs> if you like that, just press the red button on your handset now. Turns us. Turn turns us off. over to Talksport too. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is uh, Paul Hawksman, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. And uh, in the absence of uh, meals principally made of eggs, vegetables, meat or fish, yeah. until CR7 pulls his finger out, we'll just have to 
Just have to get by, it's won't not, we? Not got into the pulses market, has he yet? Not as far Open. as I know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow, Charlie, won't we? Yeah, well, not me, but you'll have Andy oh, no, tomorrow, right. and You're I'll see here. you on Thursday that. for You're a spread. You're back on Thursday for the birthday spread. Andy is doing three days a week here. He's giving us Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, so he'll be here tomorrow. Um, so do hope you can join us. If not, podcasts will be available, as always, around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.